All right, well, let's go to God's word. If you want to take out your sermon, no cheat. If you're new with us, you'll find that inside your bulletin. About a month ago, I had the privilege of speaking at Queen Queen Anne's County High School's baccalaureate service for the class of 2022. And I want to share that message with you today. In fact, I think this is a unique message. I think uh, uh, God has got a, a special word, a unique word, if you will, for a lot of you in your life this morning. I've entitled the message, From Here to There. I, I think it's safe to assume that we all have dreams. How many have dreams about your life? You have dreams about what you want to become, what you want to do in life, what could be in life. And here's what I want you to understand up front this morning is whatever that dream may be, there are some things that you need to know about getting from where you are today to where you want to go. And to do that, I want to take you to a story in the Bible about a young man with a very big dream about his life. His name is Joseph. And his story is found in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapters 37 through 50. And when Joseph was just a teenager, God gave him this amazing dream. And the dream was basically this. He was going to be a very powerful ruler over lots of people including his very own family. Now, that would have been a big dream because he's the, the 10th of 11 brothers. So he's not in line to rule over anybody. But this is the dream that God gave him. And, and, it's a, and, and the thing about the dream you have to understand is it was a God-given dream. God was the one who put that dream in his heart. And I believe that's true for for so many of you in this place as well. I mean, some of your dreams are not just a good idea. They're not just a flash in the pan. What if some of the dreams that that you roll around in your heart and your mind, you know what I'm talking about, the dreams that don't seem to go away, what if they're God-given dreams? What if they're divine in nature? What if God is the one who planted that in your heart, him Self. Well, that was Joseph. He was a young man, get this, with a God-given dream. Now, if you fast forward to when he's much older, you find out that that dream did indeed, it became a reality. Joseph ends up becoming the second most powerful man in the entire world at that time in history. Uh, and he ends up uh, in the nation of Egypt of all places, as the, as the second most powerful man in the world. And think about that for a second, because he's just a Hebrew boy that, grow, that is growing up in a small rural community in a very dysfunctional family, and he ends up being the second most powerful man in the world eventually. And God was the one who told him about that dream. It's a dream that only God can make happen. And it very much did indeed happen in Joseph's life. He didn't know how it was going to happen, but it eventually happened if you read through his story. But here's what you got to understand. Getting there was anything but easy. Because there were some potholes that Joseph had to navigate over to get from where he was to where God wanted him to go. And can I just say this? There are some potholes that have the potential to wreck your dream. And here's what I know. 
the same potholes that Joseph had to navigate are some of the very same potholes that you will have to successfully navigate as well on your way to seeing the dream that God put in your heart fulfilled. Potholes that if you get stuck in any one of them can keep you from seeing that dream fulfilled. I mean, I want you to understand, there are some potholes that you will run across in your life on your journey that, ha- that can absolutely wreck everything. There are five of them that you can expect. Everybody say, you can expect. Okay, this is not, these may be a part of your journey. You can expect to run across these potholes on your journey from here to there. And I want to share them with you. Here's pothole number one, and you're going to love this one. You ready? Other people. Say that to your neighbor. Say, other people. Say, and it might even be you. You see, here's, here's the thing. God gave Joseph several dreams about his future. And the first dream was is that Joseph was out in the field and his harvest stood upright and in a bundle in sheaves. And the other part of the dream was his brother's sheaves went and bowed down to his sheave, sheaves. And then God gave him a second dream. And the second dream was this. The sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowed down to Joseph. That's a dream that talks about his family will bow down to him one day. These are very real dreams to Joseph. They're powerful dreams. They're resonating in his heart. I'm sure he doesn't understand everything, but he's so excited about the dreams that God has put in his heart that he couldn't wait to share it with those closest to him, his family. And so that's what Joseph did. And so he starts telling his Brothers, I said he was the, the, the second to the last of 12. He's, at, he's it's 12 brothers. He's, he's number 11 of 12. He's second from the baby. So you understand when the baby opens their mouth, nobody older wants to listen. And that's what happens. Look at this. So it says this, one night, Genesis 37, 5, one night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him. And he tells them about the dream And look at his brother's responses in verse eight. His brothers responded, so you think you're gonna be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams. Well, he goes to dad. Certainly dad is gonna respond a little better. And he says this to his father. He tells them, here's the dreams, dad. And look what his dad said in verse 10 there. What kind of dream is that? He asked, will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? This is so important for you to understand. There will always be people in your life that will not believe in your dream. That won't encourage you. Instead, in fact, they're not only not going to encourage you, they're going to criticize you. And they're going to laugh at you. And they're going to gossip about you and your dream. And they're not going to support you the way you would hope they would. And sometimes the naysayers will be those closest to you. Sometimes the potholes of other people will come from within your very own family. The people that are supposed to love you. The people that are supposed to support you. 
Don't get stuck in the potholes of other people. Listen, there are lots of people out there who actually live in potholes that would feel a lot better about themselves if you would just come and live in the pothole with them. Don't let that happen. Don't let other people stop you from pursuing the dream that God has put in your heart. Don't live by what other people say. You live by what God says. If God has put a dream in your heart, then you go after it no matter what other people say. Because there's always going to be naysayers. Always. Do you understand? Even Jesus had naysayers. Even Jesus' own disciples at times became naysayers. You have to live for an audience of one, and that one needs to be God. So if you're going to get from here to there, when it comes to the dream that God has put in your heart, be careful not to get stuck in the pothole of other people, because other people can can literally wreck your dream if you let them. Don't let that happen. I'm going to tell you, not everybody that's a naysayer is being vindictive in your life. Sometimes they just don't get it. You know why? Because God gave you the dream, not them the dream. And you're going to have to be okay sometimes that they're not going to understand and get it. You keep moving forward in faith. Amen? Amen. Here's pothole number two that you can expect. Once again, you can expect on your journey from here to there. Pain. You know, life has a way of throwing us curveballs that we didn't expect. I mean, the older you get, the more you realize that. You know, some of you young people, can I tell you this? Some of you are are thinking, if I can just get to 40 or 50, then the road's going to get smoother. Oh my goodness, you need to wake up. (laughs) It just just gets going at that point. It just gets more complicated at that point. More people in your life die. More things, tragedies happen. More, more, more and more. I'm telling you, there's going to be pain in your life. Things that you didn't even expect. That was certainly true in the case of Joseph. Not long after he gets his dream from God, his whole life gets upended. Look at this. Uh, verse Verse 23, chapter 37. So Joseph, so when Joseph came to his brothers, They stripped him of his robe, the ornament robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat their meal. They looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we do? What will we gain if, if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern. Now watch this. And sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. Joseph's brothers hated him and his dream so much that they sell him into slavery and then cover their tracks by telling their father that he was eaten by a wild animal. And you thought your family dynamic was rough. (laughs) 
his brother sold him into slavery. I mean, think about this. How bad do things have to be in your family dynamic for your brother or sister to sell you into slavery? Let's be honest. Some of you thought about it. I know (laughs) you thought about it, but you didn't do it. Can you imagine the pain for Joseph? There's multiple layers of pain here. What about the dream? Not to mention the pain of rejection. Not to mention the pain of leaving everything he's ever known. Could you imagine the pain for Joseph? One moment he's a free man with a dream and the next he's a slave headed to the slave auction in Egypt. And while there's a strong likelihood that none of us will ever be sold into slavery, here's what I want you to know. All of us will have to deal with the potholes of pain on our journey from here to there. And there will be, trust me on this, there will be multiple potholes of pain. Some of them you didn't even see coming. Hurts, tragedies, betrayals, unexpected situations. And I promise you, some of those potholes will be so deep and so wide they will take your breath away. Even when you're right smack in the middle of God's will for your life. See, some of us, we come to Jesus and we're like, you know, Jesus is going to make everything smooth. He will in eternity. But not necessarily in this life. Even when you're smack right in the middle of God's will for your life, there will be potholes of pain. And I say to you this morning this, no matter how deep and wide the pothole of pain is, don't get stuck in that pothole. Listen, it's okay to keep believing in your dream even when there's pain in your life. It's okay to pursue your dream even if you have pain in your life. It's okay to carry pain with you as long as you keep pursuing your dream. Don't get stuck. You keep by faith pursuing what God has put on your heart. Listen, there are many people that get so hung up in the pothole of pain that they never, ever get out of it. And it ends up defining the rest of their life. How many of you know people? Don't raise your hands. (laughs) But you know people like that. And some of you, can I just be honest? Some of you are on that road right now and you don't realize it. Listen. Don't stop moving forward. Don't get stuck in that pothole. While painful moments will indeed become a part, become a part of your story, never allow them to define the rest of your life. Yes. Jesus said, as long as you live in this world, you're gonna, you can expect to have all kinds of trials and tribulations. So expect them. Just don't get stuck in them. Just keep going. Keep trusting God as you pursue the dream he has put in your heart, no matter what pain you encounter on your journey from here to there. Because here, let me tell you something. The journey isn't going to be a straight line. The journey is going to be zigzaggy. And oh my gosh, I got to take a detour and I got to turn here. And I never expected it along the way. That was Joseph. Well, when Joseph gets to Egypt, he gets sold on the slave block to a man by the name of Potiphar, who just happens to be a high-ranking government official in Egypt. And 
Joseph just does his job so well as a slave that he becomes a very trusted slave in Potiphar's house. I believe one of the reasons he was such a good worker is because he never gave up on his dream. And because of his hard work and God's hand on his life, he now has position, he now has privileges that other slaves would die for. And that's when he encounters pothole number three that you can expect along your journey from here to there. Let's call this one temptation. Now, at this point, things are looking up for Joseph. He's got a good job. He's in a good place. And we're told this, verse, chapter 39, verse 6, it says, Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. So he's quite a ladies' man. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Now watch what he says. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against my God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, do you understand this temptation is an ongoing thing? It's not a one-time encounter. He refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Now, can you imagine the pressure of this moment? Think about it. If he sleeps with her, he's going to dishonor God and his boss. And how many know what you do in secret eventually comes out, right? If he doesn't sleep with her, he could end up losing the best job a slave could ever imagine. And the last thing he wants to do is go back to the slave block to be sold to God knows who. And he's worked too hard and he's been too faithful to give that all up now. I mean, what is he going to do? Well, as you can see, you know what he does? He chooses the hard right. Everybody say the hard right. He resists the temptation to sleep with her. And this is such an important part of the story. Because if you understand the story right, if he sleeps with her, the rest of the story doesn't unfold like it does. It most likely would have been a dream killer. What happens is, because Joseph refuses to sleep with her, Potiphar's wife lies about Joseph. She goes to, to Potiphar and says, he tried to rape me. And as a result, Potiphar has Joseph thrown in prison. So get this. Are you ready for this? This is, this is so life. Are you ready? The hard right decision puts Joseph in prison. And here's what you need to know about temptations. Resisting them may not always pay off right away. But in the long run, they always do. You have to live for the big picture. You can't live for the instant relief of pressure in your life. You have to live for God's plan and the big picture. Some people fall into the pothole of temptation and it stops them from ever getting to where God wants to take them. Listen, temptations always promise to make your life easier. 
They always promise to advance your dream, but what they are is a trap. Very deep potholes that can cause a lot of damage in your life or delay your dream or maybe even derail your dream for good. Trust me. If you will trust God and do the right thing, even if you have to go to prison first, it will always be the best thing for your future in the long run. It may not always look like it now, but it will always be the best choice in the big picture. Listen, can I just say this? Some, some of you think this. God doesn't need you to lie, cheat, steal, fudge the numbers, you name it, right. to get you from here to there. Right. The biggest thing that you need to do is trust him and do it his way, even if it means you have to spend a little more time in prison first. Because God's plan just might be to take you through the prison first before he places you in the palace. You know, as a pastor, I spend a lot of time with people who fall into the pothole of temptation. And some of those potholes, listen, trust me, they ruin families and they ruin careers and they ruin temptations and they ruin the person themselves. And they, they bring lots and lots of pain. That pothole is an ugly place to be. And so what I want to say to you is beware of the potholes of temptation because they will be there and there'll be lots of them. This is why it's so important to keep grounded in the word of God. Amen. Because temptation is going to be sure to be on the path from here to there. Now with Joseph in prison, we read this, look at verse 21. I love these few verses, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favor with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. And here's that phrase again, second time, watch this. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. You didn't know that God could bless you in the prison, did you? Those verses tell us something really important. Listen, Joseph never gave up on his dream and he never gave up on his faith in God. You understand God was with Joseph. Do you know why? Because Joseph was with God. Listen, two of the most important things that you, those are two of the most important things you can do to help you navigate the potholes on your journey from here to there. And, and, it, and it's so important. It, it's in that very same prison with Joseph now. In that very same prison. There just happens to be the cupbearer of Pharaoh. And one night, the cupbearer of Pharaoh has a dream and it troubles him. And so he tells it to Joseph. And with God's help, Joseph interprets the dream. He tells the cupbearer, here's what the dream means. In three days, you're going to be restored to your position in Pharaoh's court. And he knows it's going to happen. He's heard from God. And he tells the cupbearer something else. Here, do me a favor. 
when this comes true and you're before Pharaoh, tell him about my story. This is unjust. I shouldn't be here. Tell him I can interpret dreams. He's doing everything he can to get out of that prison. So be sure to tell him. Sure enough, three days later, the cupbearer was restored, just like Joseph said. But we read this in Genesis 40, verse 23. Look at this. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. That's one of the things about pursuing a dream. Sometimes you feel like everybody's forgot about you. Sometimes you even think at times that maybe God has forgot about you. And that leads us to pothole number four that you will encounter on your journey from here to there. Let's call that disappointment. Think about this. How disappointing for Joseph. The cupbearer said nothing to Pharaoh about him. And if you read the story, here's what you find out. Joseph continues to sit in the prison for two more long years. I say all that to say this. There will be disappointments along your journey from here to there. There'll be delays. There'll be detours. I'm just telling you, it's not going to be a straight line. You might not always get picked or chosen or hired for that job. There may be doors that are opening for everybody else in your life right now, but you. And I would say this. That doesn't mean God has abandoned you. That doesn't mean that, that God is still not with you. You keep trusting God and his plan. And I know it's not always easy. You keep trusting his timing. You keep believing. And you keep moving forward in faith. You understand that was Joseph in the prison. Do you know what he was in the prison? Faithful. 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 Isn't it true? When disappointments hit and when you feel all alone, you don't feel like being faithful. But, but the only thing that you have sometimes in life, when it doesn't make sense and when you don't understand and you feel abandoned, you just have to do this. Are you ready? I just got to be faithful today. Yes. I just got to be faithful. Yes. I just got to be faithful, faithful, yes. faithful, faithful. Everybody say faithful. faithful. I just need to make the next step, yes. the next faithful step yes. that God has in front of me. Yes. And I'm going to have to trust him to open the prison door. Well, finally, after two long years, Pharaoh himself has a dream. And he's very troubled about that dream. And that's when the cupbearer who is by his side remembers, oh, I know a guy. <laughs> long story short, Joseph is summoned from the prison and with God's help, interprets Pharaoh's dream for him. And here's the interpretation. Pharaoh, there's going to be seven years of planet, plenty, followed by seven years of famine. So what you need to do is you need to store up enough food during the time of plenty because you're going to need it for the seven years of famine. Well, Pharaoh is just so moved, he ends up putting Joseph in charge of that effort. And get this. In one moment... He goes from the prison to the palace. 
In one moment, he goes from the prison to second in command in Egypt. Can I just say this? When God is ready to move and open doors for you, nothing that you understand, they can move in a hurry. There can be a lot of time of faithful, 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 faithful. Where's God? And all of a sudden, God's like, okay, the time is now. And boom, and things open up. And things progress. Listen, with God's, with God, disappointments are never dead ends. They're just not yet. And that's so hard, right? I don't want to wait. I mean, I don't even want to stand in front of the microwave. Have you ever been in front of the microwave? And you're like, oh my gosh, there's 30 more seconds. Would this thing hurry up? That's how we're wired. And then we're Americans on top of that. And meanwhile, God's saying, I'm cooking some things in you and preparing you for what I have for you in the future. Don't let the potholes of disappointment stop you from pursuing your dream. You just be faithful wherever God has put you at the moment in your journey, even if you don't know what the future is, even if you don't understand what the plan is. This is hard to do, but it's so easy. Ready? Faithful, faithful, faithful. Today, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be faithful. Tomorrow, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be faithful. You just keep doing the next right thing. That's how Joseph got from the pit to the palace. Well, after seven years of plenty, and and Joseph did a wonderful job. He prepared Egypt, stocked, stocked all kind of grain. After seven years of plenty, the famine does hit. And it eventually takes the whole world, that whole region is in a famine. And Joseph's brothers and their families start to fill it up, up in, the, in the, what we call in the Bible, the promised land. And there's famine going on there. And, and they heard that there's food in Egypt. And so those same brothers that had sold him into slavery come to Egypt looking for food. And, and let me fast forward the story for you. Long story short, and it's, it's messy. It's a messy story, but a reunion takes place. Forgiveness takes place. And Joseph ends up moving his whole family to Egypt so they can all survive the famine. Because people over the world are dying because of this. And they're living there for a long time. And when Joseph's father, Jacob, dies, the brothers who sold him into slavery all of a sudden become very worried. Oh, no. Now that dad's gone, he's going to take his revenge on us. And that's when we find out that Joseph had successfully navigated the last pothole that can trip you up on your journey from here to there. This is going to surprise you. The pothole of me. Everybody say me. Look to your neighbor and say you. Do you know what the problem so often is for me? Me. Do you know what the problem is so often is for you? You ready? You. Why? Why do I say that? There's a temptation to think about the dreams that God has put on our heart as only a dream for me. What's in it for me? What can I get out of this for me? But if you only think about what it's in it for you, you're going to miss the point of God's highest dreams. God's dreams for our lives, are you ready for this? 
always are about him using us to help other people. If you don't get that down, you're never going to be like Jesus. And sometimes God's plan for you, already. <laughs> sometimes God's plan for you involves a cross in order to bring resurrection life in pe- into people's lives. God's dreams for our lives will always be about him using us to help other people. That was true for Joseph, and it's true for you, and it's true for me. And Joseph realized that. He came to the revelation of that. Look what he tells his brother. So dad is dead. They're worried. They're now standing, trembling in front of Joseph. He's the second most powerful man in the world. He can do everything, he, anything he wants. And look what Joseph says. It says, but Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. This is why we don't understand the journey so often as God's people, because we think it's about us. We think it's about our timing. We think it's about our comfort. And no, it's about a bigger God than you can imagine that wants to use your life to save other people. From whatever famine they may be going through. And here's the thing. Some of those lives include the very same family that had sold him into slavery. Don't ever think the dreams God has put in your heart are only about you. Don't fall into that pothole because it'll blind you from what God is trying to do in your life. God has plans to use you for his purposes in the lives of other people, no matter what profession or role in life he calls you to. Don't ever forget that because if you forget that, you're going to get awful mad at God. See, that's, that's what we forget because, listen, God wants to take you through some potholes so that you can help other people get through some potholes. Yes, and what better to listen to someone who's been through a similar pothole that you now need to get over? That's the person I want to talk to. It's never a straight line. And the, and the reason why that is is because it's not all about you. That's why God allows potholes. You know, I've come to learn this in my life, and it will be true in your life as well. I mean, they're just, you've heard me be super transparent about some things in my life, and I, you know, we're right smack in the middle of God's will when we've become the pastors of this church 23 years ago, and our first child doesn't make it out of the womb alive. God, what's that about? There are just things that come along that take your breath away. But here's what I've come to learn, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm determined. I'm just going to be faithful through that because God's going to use this somehow, some way to pave potholes in other people's lives and help them get through it. But you've got to trust God. You can't listen to the voices that say God has forgotten about you. Nobody cares about you. And the world doesn't even think about you. Oh, God's thinking about you. And God has a plan for you. 
don't get stuck in the potholes. Because what I know is he will use your hurts, he will use your disappointments, he will use every trial and tribulation in your life for good if, 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 if you just wake up every day and say, today, faithful. It hurts, but today, faithful. I don't get it, but today, faithful, faithful, faithful. You have to keep trusting God. No matter where you find yourself on your journey from here to there. And by the way, this is how you end up with testimonies. People that, Christians don't, don't have a whole lot of testimonies in their life. They, they stop being faithful. And therefore, the, 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 the miracles never happen the way God intends them to happen. You've got to continue to be faithful, 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 faithful. And what happens is you get through the prison and say, let me tell you what my God did. Some of us don't have enough testimonies because we just refuse to be faithful in the pain. If you do, God will take care of the rest. Let me give you some final thoughts and we're done. Are you still with me? Yes. All right, here's number one. Delays are not dead ends when it comes to God. They're just not yets. Everybody got that? Everybody say, not yet. Not yet. It's okay. It's okay. You say, but I, I expected to, it's, it's okay. God's got it. Here's number two, God is sovereign. Yes. So what do you mean by that? The whole time God's got this amazing plan for Joseph and Joseph can't see it, but God is, he just happens to be on the slave block and guess who buys him? Potiphar. And if he's not in Potiphar's house, he doesn't end up in Pharaoh's prison. And if he's not in Pharaoh's prison, he doesn't meet the cupbearer. And if he doesn't interpret the cupbearer's dream, he doesn't end up in front of Pharaoh. And he doesn't end up as second in command in Egypt. And he doesn't end up, and you get the story. God is sovereign. So no matter what people have done to you, said to you, God's got a plan for you. God is sovereign. Here's number three. Faith can patch any pothole. That's the key. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to get over this pothole? I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to pave it with faith. Trust the Lord with all your heart. And what? Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he will what? Make your path. I don't know where you are on your journey, but I feel like this morning, God just wanted to encourage you. Some of you are like, I don't know, and I don't understand, and I'm tired of being in this prison. God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. You just be faithful with the next thing that God has put in front of you. And when God's ready to open the door, things can move in a hurry. In fact, I feel like the Lord would say some of, some of you, you need to understand that. You are just tired. And the Lord's saying, don't give up now because when I'm ready to move, things can move in already. In a day, you could go from the pit to the palace. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, I thank you for this group, Lord. I thank you for their lives. And Lord, I believe that there are lots of God-sized dreams and hearts and in minds in this place. And there are many people going through trials and tribulations and other people have done things to them and, and, and they're in places that they never thought they would be. And Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them, 
And Lord, I pray that you would help them not to get distracted. Lord, but I pray that you would help them to keep their eyes fixed and focused on you, just being faithful day in and day out. And Lord, I pray even right now, even though they may be in a prison, Lord, I pray that you would put an expectancy in their spirit. There would be a longing in their spirit, Lord, that you would revive. Lord, I believe there are even dreams in this place that have long since been hidden in hearts that you're pulling out once again. And you're telling them that there are things that are going to happen, that you haven't forgot about them and their dream. And so, Lord, I pray that you would encourage them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would help them to hold on. Even though life hasn't turned out how they expected, I pray that they would know that you have a plan for their good and for your glory that involves the saving of many lives. Lord, we say thank you for the opportunity to be your people. Use us. Help us. Be with us. Just like you were with Joseph. And Lord, we look forward to all that you're going to do. In the precious name of Jesus. We all said together, amen and amen. Amen. From here. From here to there. All right, here's what we're going to do. We got some people are going to be water baptized. So here's what we're going to ask you to do. We're going to close. We're going to go out to the front lawn here and gather around. Those of you with children, everybody, how many of you have children? Raise your hand. I'll make sure you're looking at me. Go get your kids first. Okay? You're going to go downstairs and get your kids. We would love for you to have your kids there and watch water baptism. Pastor Molly was teaching them about water baptism this morning. So I know you got places to go, but let them witness what God's doing in people's lives. So go get your kids, bring them up. Uh, those of you that are getting water baptized, grab your towel. We'll meet you out there and we'll wait for everybody to get out there. And you'll have popsicles. You were supposed to get those out on the lawn this morning. Thank you for being here. Those of you watching online, thank you so much. Some of you stayed home to make this day possible. We appreciate that. We'll see you guys out on the lawn. God bless you. Have a great week.